Hi guys, welcome back to the Perfect Podcast. We are now on episode 17. I feel like the numbers are just going up and up and up. It's amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you appreciate it. The last episode with Cindy Spiegel. I feel like it's one of those episodes that you can go back to over and over again and really just like, you know, re-up your motivation and a plan for the future. She's really one of those people that just really empowers your authentic self. And hello, wasn't it just amazing? Anyway, we're moving forward with um, my next guest. Episode 17 features Fallon Carter, a destination event planner and just an absolute ball of light. Fallon is one of those people that you just want to be around. She is very passionate about manifesting, curating and maintaining a life of purpose, a life that she is, you know, aligned with. And it's something that has always like, you know, struck me as important and something that's always attracted me to her as a person. So I thought it would be great for her to come speak to us about that exact thing, how she started her journey, her unexpected fall into the event planning business, how she has maintained that and how she has prioritized, obviously, her wellness as well in in the midst of a very volatile industry as well. It was a really great conversation. And I know a lot of people resonate with, you know, manifesting and maintaining a life that is meant for you. Thank you, Fallon, for sitting down with me in the middle of this global pandemic to discuss everything from A to Z. And I hope and pray that it resonates with everybody as well. If it does, please send me a message and of course, share it with someone as well. See you in episode 18. Hi, Fallon. Hi, how are you? I am doing well, thank you. Safe, so that's good enough. How are you doing? I am safe as well and quiet. (laughs) Yes, quiet is good sometimes, I think, especially for someone in New York. So (laughs) welcome to the Perfect Podcast. I am really excited to have you because we've been trying to do this forever and I have been (laughs) the worst person, but we're here now. So I'm really, really excited to share your magic with the listeners. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you are a mommy. You are not, you are not anything terrible. You are phenomenal and fabulous. So you're raising a whole human and he's adorable. So thank you for, for getting on and, and really inviting me here. I'm, I'm so grateful. Okay. So who is Fallon Carter? It depends on the day, but <laughs> um, today I am a destination event planner. And so Fallon is Fallon Carter Events. And our specialty is just kind of creating magical moments and focusing on a delicious guest experience. I love that. Ooh, a delicious <laughs> guest experience. <laughs> Music to my ears. I love that. And I love that you're very intentional about even your description. You're a destination event planner. I love that because I'm obsessed with all things destinations, even though we are trapped right now. Yes. <laughs> you must be losing I, your mind. I know. I looked at my passport the other day and just like I had to blow the dust off of it. I was like, soon come, baby, soon come. So. <laughs> I love that. Yes, exactly. So, okay. So give me a little bit of history. How did you get into the event, the destination event planning industry? I say destination because I'm really into that. I love <laughs> it. But how did you get into the event planning industry? Well, originally, well, I graduated from college with a degree in political science. So I was very much on the route of I'm going to become a lawyer. I'm going to help people understand the law and all of this stuff. That was the mission and the goal. <laughs> I was going to be you, Jason. <laughs> And then I went to a wedding. It was actually my first wedding ever. Went to Paris with a good friend of mine from college or from high school. 
her sister was getting married, a Nigerian wedding, and okay. it was three days of magic. But when we got there, her wedding dress had been shipped from Nigeria to Paris. And when she opens the box, it is not good. Mm-mm. It is a mess, like a hot mess. And we're like, okay, well, we're in Paris. We're going to fix it. If you can fix a wedding dress, Paris is the best place to be. And ultimately, the designers were unable to help us. We're spending the five days before the wedding trying to find her new dress and just putting other pieces of the day together. So it's like I went there on a vacation and to be a wedding guest, and I end up mm-hmm. being a stand-in event coordinator. So um, I kind of got a lot of signals during that trip, and I came back. I quit my job, and I was like, you know what? I think I like events. I'm really good at it. I'm logistically minded. I like this feeling. So I started my business then and moved to New York and started making things happen. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And what a fallen story. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like you were in Paris and this happened. And like, it's it's one thing that I've always really, that has drawn me to you in general is like, you have a really beautiful, magical way of taking opportunity and like seeing, seeing um, purpose in certain things. And like, you know, just going with it and manifesting that, which is like something that I just think is brilliant because people are always scared to obviously take those kinds of leaps. So last season of the podcast, I had spoken a lot about, you know, finding your purpose and getting started. It's really exciting to see that you had one of those really exciting starts, but I can imagine that, were there any nerves at all, like making such a a deviation from what you were already doing? A hundred percent. Cause it's, (laughs) it's like, I'm now I'm, cause I'm making a transition now and it's, I'm having the same feelings of doubt of, all of the things, the fear, the, the, I'm not good enough, the, this would never work. This is, it's so wild. It can't work. But in the back of your mind, you're like, but it's so wild. It might. So, um, and I think learning to manifest that. And I grew up a lot on like the secret and I grew up in a household that focused on being faithful and kind of when the universe is speaking to you or when God is speaking to you, however you like to frame it, you have to trust it and you have to surrender to it and you have to go with it. And when you're resisting it and when you're fighting that and it won't let you go, that's when you encounter issues and are living an unhealthy life, I find. So it's people like, oh, you're so happy. You're this, you're that. And it's like, yeah. And when I'm unhappy, I know that I'm not doing the things that God has wanted me to do or is I'm not in alignment. I'm not in flow. And that's, it's just, I've recognized that. And that's, a battle every day that I have to go through, but it's necessary if you really want to live a fulfilled life, to be honest. I believe so too. I think that it's, it's one of those things where you do a gut check as well. And like, yeah, breathe in, breathe out and, (laughs) and go with that feeling and um, chase that feeling. But you transitioned into event planning. How has that been? How was your initial reaction with it? And like, you know, how have you grown within that space? Initially, you're excited because you're like, you know what? I've quit my job. The only way to go is up from here. But I think what's interesting is that since I was a political science major and this was my first ever wedding, mm-hmm. I'm now dipping myself or in jumping right into an industry that I've never had experience in. And I mm-hmm. don't know how to run a business. I'm not an entrepreneur. I went to school to and studied. And that's, I just don't have, I didn't have the skill set when I started. And the past nine years of business have been a lot of 
learning to run a business, learning to lead a team and learning an industry and learning how to communicate to a client and create visions and dreams and taking them to the next level. So it's been a long journey, but it's, it, it's, it's grown me up. If that makes sense. Yeah. But yes, mm-hmm. when you first start, you're like, what did I just sign up for? And mm-hmm. how am I going to make money? And that it, it was, it's a, been a wild ride, but ultimately it's, it's having those moments, like you said, that gut check, like, okay, am I, am I riding this wave appropriately? Am I still in it? Yes. You're going to make failures and that's fine. But those failures have led me to magical spaces and moments that have put me in the right direction. I like that. Now it actually even brings me to two different questions. So let me pace myself. The first one, <laughs> within your growth, within the industry, you know, figuring out yourself, what you like, what your brand is about. Did you end up doing like any kind of education? Like, is it, how important is it to you for, as a planner, for you to like, you know, arm yourself with those sort of tools, like even after you've launched, do you think it's necessary or can you just figure it out along the way? It is necessary, but I, I would say there's different versions of it. Some people think okay. like, oh, I need to go to school and take like an event management course. I took one and I guess it gave me, it, I took one of those like four week quick and dirty courses and it was just like bases, bake six, like how to create a timeline, creating a mood board, all of that stuff. Okay. To be honest, that was nine years ago, 10 years ago. Now there's so many digital resources that I, I would, yeah, <laughs> like you don't have to go to school anymore. <laughs> Even now, like with all the downtime, I'm still learning so much and learning is necessary when you're growing a business because you're, you have to understand your clientele is changing, technology is changing, mm-hmm. everything is constantly changing. And you always want to make sure you have the newest databases, the new ways to TikTok. You want to, you want to make sure you're always ahead <laughs> of the curve on how you're sharing, how you're interacting with couples, what new trends are going on, just so you're, you stay relevant. So yes, education is important, but it's not always education that's event related. I love reading different books about different things because you're going to get inspiration from multiple different places that will be able to help you grow. I love that. I agree hundred percent. That's actually where I was going with that. Traditional education works for some, but then in an ever evolving industry, especially a creative one, you're enriching yourself with new trends, new inspiration, but also like your new audience as well. And your, your clientele is ever evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Age-wise alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Like um, I joined TikTok, I think last week and I just, it was really shocking oh. how many 13 year olds and 14 year olds are. <laughs> so at first I was like, oh my God, this is just intense and I don't know how to do this. But then you remember that these people are the future. Those are future clients as well. Not now. Not now. <laughs> not now. <laughs> no, like, not yeah, now. but it's, the whole point is like you either evolve or you you fade away. So yes, I think that's really impressive. And I love that. I'm glad that you mentioned what's happening right now. So before I even go into that, like how do you find motivation to keep going in general? And I'm not even referring to the apocalypse we're in right now. <laughs> I just mean in general, because I think that one of the challenging things about being a creative and being a creative whose product is really dependent on your ability to create, it's really difficult. Like you have ebbs and flows, right? In terms of like your motivation and like sticking to it, especially when it's, um, when it's work. Do you find motivation challenging sometimes? And how do you navigate that? 
Yes, I think. <laughs> I mean, one thing I can say about you is that you always do seem motivated, which is really, <laughs> really always exciting to watch because Fallon is always like in the clouds and, but in the clouds in a like smart way as well. Like, oh, you know, nothing's happening. I'm just having, like, I'm in the middle of Sonoma County in California, just living my best life while it's the snowmageddon in New York. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. I'm a dreamer. I am a Pisces. So if that lets you know what kind of person I am, <laughs> I am, I am, I could daydream all day and all night and just sit still and do nothing. So I finding motivation isn't hard for me. So I, like- I wish I could say, well, but there are some times where I just have to stop and I can't do anything. And that's usually when I'm just exhausted from output. I guess my motivation is always, I'm a busy bee. I always want to be doing something, but I don't always want to be working like in front of my email. A lot of times I'm like, oh, I want to paint right now. So I'll just literally take out all my stuff and spend an hour just painting and doing stuff or putting together a puzzle. So I like activities that make my brain work. Mm -hmm. And I also like activities that are aligned with like meditation, like tasks that don't require thought too much. It's like you can release and be free. Yeah. Motivation is not a, and I also like what I do. I think motivation would be hard if I was like an accountant and I'd be like, (laughs) facts. (laughs) (laughs) I like how accountants are always the first thing to come out of everybody's mouth, but thinking about a very mundane job. Like, and accountants are like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Accountants, on the other hand, are just like buzzing with all the like stuff in their head. And everybody else is like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> anyway, so I love that. And I agree. And it brings me to one of my favorite things to talk about with you, because I had the opportunity to see you, um, to hear you speak at Engage Conference last year. It reminds me of this topic now when we're speaking about motivation, because one of the things that I've really been impressed with you about is your ability to, the way you manage your business, but most importantly, I love the way you manage your life. You are one of those people that's um, really intentional about your inputs and outputs, period. And like how you mentioned now, when we were discussing motivation about how it's really important, like you, what you're putting out is important and like you're able to tell when there's too much and able to unplug as well and not be in front of the email all the time. So let's talk about Fallon's schedule. <clears throat> yeah. It gets me into the topic of how you're able to balance that. Because as an event planner, it's just as emotionally draining as it is physical. There's a lot of giving that you're doing as well, especially with managing somebody, one of the most important times in somebody's life. <laughs> like you guys are the real MVPs during this time as well, when it comes to our industry, because I would not even be interested I don't know what it's. Is it a nine foot pole, 10 foot pole? A whole continent would be away from me before I can do event planning. I just think it's one of those. <laughs> my God. Like you're, you're making me sound like an accountant right now. You, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I am an attorney. And even to me, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> so, but like, I'm, it's really important for us to know because a lot of event planners are going through a lot right now. And I, I'm, like I said, we'll get to the whole coronavirus thing. But in terms of balance, like even just generally balancing your creating boundaries and maintaining balance in your profession, especially in a profession that involves so much client time mm-hmm. and like so much activity, so much management of other people's emotions. How are you able to do that on a day to day? Xanax. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my schedule is 
I compartmentalize everything. As I mentioned, I'm a logistics person. I like puzzles and I like compartments. I like everything to have a place and a time. And what's really important to me is for my clients and my couples to really understand how they can access me and when they can access me. Not access me, but you, you understand what I'm saying. I like, know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> um, in my schedule, it's extremely robust because I like lists and I like to see everything. And I, I'm one of those people that if I could just wear the same outfit every day, I would. Because the less thinking I need to do on different things, the better for me. I feel so, like dying there. I'm just going to go ahead and put <laughs> in right there because <laughs> I know that that is not your ministry. So that's... <laughs> If I was like a cartoon character and I just woke up and I wore the same like fabulous red dress, yeah, I would be fine with that. Dress. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It would be great. <laughs> if I had to eat the same meal, I would be fine. Cause it's like, that's less thinking that I have to do. But mm-hmm. when it comes to work or when it comes to my calendar, it's like, I have a blocked off time where it's like, it's actually called health is wealth. And that's when I block off a mm-hmm. pocket of time in the morning where I can work out, I can meditate. And I can do anything. And then I have a pocket of time where I read in the morning. And then I have a pocket of time where it's specific to just my emails. Like this is your hour to email. And then I have a pocket of time that's open for calls and it's open for interacting with clients and couples and doing all that stuff. So it's segmented that way. <laughs> what time is my bed palette? <laughs> I go, shut up. So, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a night person. So I wake up at like 4.30 ish and okay. I'm usually done and tired in bed by 9.30 okay. and I'm reading again. Yes. To go to bed. Oh, <laughs> I think that's, well, I mean, I'm making fun of you because like, half of it is jealousy. No. I've always been really impressed about how you can do that. Over the last few episodes, I've spoken to people about that in general, and everybody always comes back to that. Like, it seems like you early risers are the ones kicking ass in life. (laughs) I mean, okay, I want to preface it by saying I don't have any children and I also don't have a spouse or I'm not dating. So I think I have a different luxury of saying I can kind of go on my own speed and my own rhythm now. So that's why I'm like trying to really focus on my time, crank out some good stuff because who knows when my life may change and I won't have the same flexibility, but I'm hoping to stay. I also can't right. sleep past six. Like I cannot, like wow. I, I it just, I cannot do it. I don't know why I tried. <laughs> I mean, you did try. So I think, and it's great that you know yourself so well. I think it's really great that you've carved that out. And I know, I remember you mentioning that you also like maintain strict office hours. Cause I know it's difficult, especially when someone, yeah. it's different if you're going into I mean, everybody has their, even people that work from home or do not have traditional office settings, they they do create some kind of office environment around them. Mm-hmm. But it's always really interesting when you have to, like, I've always been curious when you have to carve out your own office space and office time, how you go about maintaining that without somebody calling you, like, in the middle of the night. Oh, girl, about, um, <laughs> like, oh, girl, are you up? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> For the longest time, I was an immigration attorney. So, like, I'd give people my cell phone just in case there were like emergencies, but then I'd be getting, it was really bad, especially, I think that was when I decided I didn't want to do that too much anymore. Oh. Was when I was pregnant with my son, like I remember I it was, I think I was on my way to get induced and oh. it was calling me like at 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. I think that was the moment I was like, okay, you know what, this can't work for me. And obviously it's also my fault because I didn't set boundaries. So I'm always impressed when people do. So how do you, how do you maintain your boundaries? I... Well, it's in my email signature when I respond to emails that I check my emails at 10 and two and that they should 
receive a response within 24 to 48 hours. And also it's like, I'm a wedding planner. I'm not an immigration lawyer. I'm not someone that's going to need to help you in the wee hours of the night. And I also communicate to couples that this is a business just like any other business. And if you can't access Chase Bank at 9 p.m. on a Saturday, Fallon is also a functioning business. And these are my, I work Monday and Friday. Saturdays and Sundays are my day unless I have a wedding. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, I want to do a meeting here. This is the only time I have. And I'm like, if you want to plan a wedding and if you're, or if you're planning an event and you're really serious about it, you mm-hmm. will find the time for it during the week, just as you would find time to go to a happy hour. If you would find time to take a webinar in the middle of the day. And generally my communications to them are very organized. So you're receiving an agenda before every call. And then you have a whole planning calendar throughout the entire process so that you know exactly what's supposed to be happening when. So being overly communicative on the front end allows me to have better boundaries so that it's like we're talking every week or every other week. And these are the things we're going to talk about then. And this is when those details will be done. And I also don't sleep with my phone. Like all of my electronics are in another room. When I close down the office, I close down the office. Like I don't check email miscellaneously. It's like six. It's like, no, 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 no. 10 and two. And then it's like, so I'm, I'm very strict on like, I want to follow through and I want to say, do what I'm saying, because the moment that you open that door and you're taking a call at eight o'clock at night, that's giving them the, the invitation to try and do it again. And it's, it's like, ugh, I want a life. And yeah, I, <laughs> I, think, I think that's brilliant. I, I agree completely. And I, I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with is like, you know, bending here and there when I read something today about how, like, when I can't remember whose Twitter I saw it on, but it was about something about like when you deviate from your boundaries or what you're basically telling the other person that, you know, it's loose and that it's flexible. Basically, that can get really tricky, especially when it comes to like, you know, your health as well. And like, you know, you know, just figuring out balance. Yeah. Which is why I wanted you to come on the podcast because I think you're (laughs) one of those people that has figured that shit out. Like, <laughs> well, thank you. Your, your view on like balance and all those the kinds of things are just is really impressive. What would you say is your secret to maintaining balance in your profession and in your life? I know you've you've touched on it in in all the, that we've talked about, but like if you could say one thing, what would that be? Identify a life or identify the life that you really want to live when creating boundaries, anything that's not getting you closer to that like should be a no. So what's important to me is time to read, time to work out, time to have fun with my friends and family when I'm creating my schedule and time to be creative, like time to read a magazine or time to go to a museum when they were open once upon a time. Yeah. So Those it's days. like <laughs> when you create boundaries, the basis of that is how's my day going to get me closer to that true life that I want to live? And if it's not, then fix it. Yes, ma'am. And what goes hand in hand with that in my head is obviously you can do as much as you want. How important for you is like client education when you're taking on a new client? This is random, but like I know with you guys, it's it's always better to manage other people's expectations because you can do so much in terms of your boundaries and all the setting up all these things. But if somebody else is not going to respect it or thinks that people can misread it and think that you're being one of those really like uppity or strict people. Yeah. Do you give them the lay of the land when you meet them or like if they're going to hire you, right? Yeah, it's, I like to have it a conversation about that upfront 
Mm-hmm. Just because when we have the, are we falling in love? Are we going to start dating and get married <laughs> together? Or are we yeah. going to call it quits? Like, yeah. Are we um, part ways? Yeah. So it's, I don't want to ever come off as like, do this, do this, do that. It's like, how yeah. can we make this work for both of us and what works for you? And if I need to compromise, where am I willing to compromise? So it's just kind of having a conversation up front about, well, what are you comfortable with? And I never like to educate people because it's like, I don't want to be told what to do. I want us to be in a partnership with this process and I want it to be fruitful. And I also encourage them that during this process, they shouldn't be spending every waking moment talking about the wedding either. So it's like, I tell them to you know carve out time during their weeks when they want to talk internally about things so that they're still growing their love and they're growing their relationship and not just wedding, 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 wedding. Cause that's, that's where you start to get the frustrations and that's where you start to get the, I'm not having any fun anymore. Yeah. So it's important for them to also have their own boundaries and together we work together to make it, to make it a magical wedding planning process. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay. So yeah. Um, speaking of wedding planning processes, because there's been a whole lot of stuff that's happened, even Hot the best mess. laid plans, right? <laughs> The best laid plans can turn on their ass and just become something ridiculous because this is not what we were saying a couple of months ago. So, you know, COVID-19 and the coronavirus happened and a lot of things have just completely turned upside down. How have you been able to handle this change? If you're able, can you tell me how it has impacted you and how you've been able to navigate this time? Complete confusion. Yes. Well, (laughs) I'll start with, I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news, I don't think, since 2017. Okay. (laughs) Um, Since Jethro got into office, I have not watched the news. Um, I've now started, like, actually not watching any more television because it's, I've realized the information and the content that I download is extremely important to my mood Mm. and just kind of separating myself from the noise and separating myself from the negative and trying to be solutions and problem solving. And well, what can we do and how can we fix this? And instead of worrying, I'm not a worrier about too much of the future because I need to live. I like to live present and I like to live what I can experience now is my reality that this is what is real. My fears about what's coming next is not real. It is a fear and a fear is not, it doesn't do us any service. So when I'm working with couples right now, it's okay. What is the most important thing for you to experience for your event? Let's start there. Is it, you want 200 people doing the electric slide? Cool. Then maybe we don't do that this year. Maybe that's a 2021 vaccine conversation. So let's postpone. So, or is, is it important for you? You must have the date of June 25th, 2020. If that's really important to you, then let's talk about the options of what we can do now to celebrate, whether it's virtual or whether it's micro minis options. Like, let's talk about the problem and figure out how we can work through it. But this time has been, it's been freeing in the fact that it's allowing couples to be more creative. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited about the new traditions and the new ways of engaging and connecting and what people are identifying as important now is shifting. Mm -hmm. And I'm extremely grateful for people finding the love again and not, I mean, I love a great event design with over the top flowers and great flatware, but Mm -hmm. it's like when you take all of that away, what's left. 
And that's what people are really focusing on right now. So it's, it's my favorite word is delicious. It's delicious to walk them through (laughs) creating an alternative celebration Mm -hmm. to what could have been, but it's like the universe kind of just pushed you in this one and it's going to be even more intimate and memorable. That's true. And it's so funny because that's obviously a recurring thread for you in general. Like, you know, it's like, you know, listen to what the universe is saying and like, you know, it's meant to be, and this is just like the, the version of the story that's going to be playing out. And I think that's absolutely beautiful because it sounds like you apply that even in your business as well. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, like something, like if a venue falls through or if something Mm -hmm. A lot of my couples are very much like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I got something to tell you, Fallon. I'm like, oh, that's great. Well, I think we can do this. I'm very much like, it, when it doesn't work, it wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that door is closing because it's opening a better door that's leading us to something bigger and more fabulous than we even could imagine in the first mm-hmm. place. So I'm yeah. very much mindful of, you may think it's a problem, but I think it's, it's, it's just opening us up to fabulous. Yeah. That actually brings me to this question because I know you had mentioned it before and you just did now. Like, so you're very big in general on manifestation, right? Yeah. Like, you know, manifesting what it is that you want. Can you tell me how that works? A, how do you map out and manifest, envision the life that you want and like go about achieving it? Like I said, I heard you speak and I just thought it was really beautiful. <laughs> At first I thought you were nuts, but then I, I like, am nuts. <laughs> you are for sure. But, <laughs> but, no, like, but, but one thing that you are is truthful as well and very brilliant. I think that, and we, like your friends and spectators, like we've seen it manifest in your life. So talk to me about how manifestation works and how you've been able to achieve it. Well, thank you. The first thing to realize is manifestation doesn't mean immediate. And I think yeah. that's the thing some people get mixed up with. It's like, well, I've been thinking about this thing and it's not happening. And mm-hmm. sometimes what you're, what you may be visualizing or manifesting is small and the manifestation will probably be 10 times better than what you thought about it, but you may also be resisting it. So how manifestation works for me is I spent, when I meditate, I also spend a lot of time visualizing, like I'll close my eyes and I'll like, right now I really want this new, I want a house and I would love a house in like Italy and I would love to have yeah. an olive garden and I want to make olive oil. So it's, you oh, know, yeah. I've said this for a while. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's happening. I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing. Even if it doesn't come until I'm 50, it's like, this is what I want. So mm-hmm. sitting down and being still with it and going through all the senses of smelling olives, feeling the olives in your hand, and really just kind of walking through the space of where you want it to be and how you want to walk. And feeling the emotion, I think, is they say that's the most important thing. So it's like I always just am smiling and happy because you've just gone into this dream world of your olive ranch, or is it a farm, or anyway. So (laughs) making some mental time to do that. Writing it down is also a great way to help with manifestation. and. Don't choke hold it because when you're, when you focus so much on just wanting, 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 wanting so bad, it's, that's a kind of a lack mindset. So it's important to visualize it, want it, but you have to release it and you have to just let it go. And that's, you've put the call out and now you, you wait, you sit and you wait and you'll notice that throughout your life, things will start to happen that push you in the, in the right direction. But another important thing is making space 
because you have to make space for new manifestations to come in and you have to make space in your heart. You have to make space in your mind and you have to actually believe and know that you deserve what's coming. Cause sometimes you can repel your blessing and your manifestation by having anger in your heart or not feeling like you actually deserve the million dollar business you want. And you're just like, mm, I guess if you don't believe it, you're not <laughs> like, what's the point? So <laughs> it's yeah. like, I know I deserve this house. And when I get it, I know I'm going to take care of it. And I'm purging daily via content. I leave group chats all the time that I'm like, this isn't serving me. I will unfollow people on Instagram that I'm like, yep, your content is not peaceful to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are just general ways to help manifest the abundance that you're really looking for. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I really try to do that ever since you met me. about this last year I just feel like I've been trying but then I need to like hype it up because I absolutely I believe in that as well like you know being able to like chart your own path and like demand the life that you want and mm. if it comes it comes and it, it can come with the faith that you power it with so get an accountability and I can be that person but I find someone that can be yeah. like every month like did you write it down, girl? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's another thing. That's actually what I was going to ask you. So you do write it down, right? Absolutely. Write it down. I've painted it. Use your creative outlet to get it out. Just get it in the world. Writing it yeah, down, okay. they say, is, is the most magical. That's what I've heard as well. Like, it's really important to like, and it's also great for you to be able to see what you're wishing, like see it mm-hmm. outside of your brain and outside of your thoughts, because then you've put it out in the world as well. So yes, I completely agree. So definitely envision the life you want, right? Yes. What you want, you can be as specific as you want and write it down. And do you just start living purposefully towards that? Or do you, you start to making moves towards it, right? I just did a 21 day, like abundance meditation and there were some exercises within it that were just talking more about manifesting and and visualization. And you don't actually do anything. You just go about your regular day, but you'll notice that like financial resources were just falling in my lap without me doing much of anything. Music my ears. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So, um, (laughs) but you also have to be really mindful of other things will start to come in because if you're making space and, and, you know, abundance is flowing and the things you're manifesting are flowing. Mm-hmm. Other things will also flow that aren't made for you. And I call them kind of like mini tests. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, are you going to keep gravitating towards the, like clients would call that weren't a good fit for me, but during this economic climate, I was tempted to take them. Cause I was like, man, I really kind of, I really am. Who am I to say no to anybody? Mm-hmm. But the moment I actually was like, you know what, I, if I really want this new life, I'm going to have to let go of my old one. So Ooh. all of my old habits, I got to, I'm sorry, but you, you're not going to work for me as much as I want the money. So the moment I let them go the next day, some more money came and another Ooh. client, two in- client inquiries actually came that were a lot better fit or much better fit. So it's important to identify the things that aren't going to work for you may still continue to fall in your lap as gentle tests to say mm-hmm. like, oh, is she going to take the bait for the old or is she going to have the faith to, to know that the new and the, the abundant is coming? Oh my God. Yeah. So you see, that's the difficult part, right? It takes a lot to be able to even see which is which, right? This isn't what you want. Like it's, it's so comfortable to go back to the familiar. That's, that's the thing though. Comfort is so easy. And it's like, 
what's the, the tagline? Everything that you want is outside of your comfort zone. Oof. And that's one of the things I'm working on now is every, in, in my bathroom, I have a quote on, the, on top of the, on top of the vanity. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you want to fly, you have to give up everything that weighs you down. And I read it every day. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But today I was like, I think I need to move. I'm comfortable. I'm really comfortable right now and everything is kind of good and I like it, but I think I deserve more and I'm ready for more and I need a shift. So there. That's it. It's, it's uncomfortable <laughs> to hear sometimes. But it's the truth. Like that's it. Like it, like some, so much growth comes out of discomfort and that's exactly what we're hearing here. With that in mind, because I know that um, for like, that's a big part of who you are and, you know, bringing like, building the life that you want and the life, the life of your dreams is also very essential to like, you know, finding happiness. But like, is, is, so is that what you would define as happiness for you? Like what is happy, like what is happy and content for Fallon Carter? Happy and content for Fallon is more peace mm-hmm. that I just feel peaceful and I feel calm and I feel, I just balance. I feel level. Mm-hmm. I don't, I yeah. don't ever like to be too up. And of course, I don't like to be too down. I like to just be, everything is, feels right, right now. But yeah, it's like, yeah, I think that's, that's it. I think that's perfect. Like, you know, sometimes it doesn't need to be, like, it doesn't need to be like spikes and bursts of one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody would, too much of a good thing is a real thing, right? It's a real, yeah. <laughs> like, I never like to be like, oh my God, I'm happy every day. Cause I'm not happy every day is like a up, up, up. Mm-hmm. I am comfortable every day. I'm confident every day. I'm just kind of base level calm. When I sleep well, I think that's my favorite thing. Like when I can sleep and not, Mm -hmm. there's not, my mind isn't full of chatter and I'm at peace and I deeply sleep and I wake up feeling rested. That is my favorite thing. hands down. It brings me to a good point. I was wondering for a lot of people, especially like, I mean, what you've described is nirvana. It's absolute. Ooh, like, let me use that word. <laughs> but um, I wonder also, like, you know, obviously with with a lot of people, especially not even just during this time, but in general, a lot of people are experiencing burnout where it's just a lot going on at the same time. Like, you know how we said too much of everything isn't good. Well, mm-hmm. a lot of people are obviously feeling that spike at the moment. Like, what would be your advice for someone that's experiencing burnout? Like, how do you even start? Like, have you felt that way at any point? And how do you unplug from it? Yes, I actually felt burnout yesterday. Um, I had to take a nap. <laughs> um, I took a nap because I was on, for some reason, I'm like, how did I get busy again? And I'm at my house. Like, this is wild. So you're back-to-back webinars, you're back-to-back on outside influences. So I listened to a podcast and then I was reading and then I, you're just doing too many activities and your brain feels just like there's too much content and not enough non-content. Yeah. I was like, I need to lay down. So Mm -hmm. to me, that means take a nap. And that also means putting my out of office on and taking and walking away from it. Walking outside, I know now is an interesting time to be walking outside, but um, (laughs) exercise is, is a way to exercise for me and being extremely mindful of what I eat as well. It kind of helps me with my burnout. Like I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll do a cleanse these next two days. Like I'll juice straight up or something just to kind of cleanse my body. Cause that automatically cleanses my mind and just gives me mm-hmm. a clean slate. But I think going back to your basics, sitting down, sitting still for a moment, 
Mm-hmm. And that'll even help you when you were talking about how do you know which te- which test is a good one. Mm-hmm. Anything that's bringing you turmoil in your gut and you're feeling like, I don't know. That's usually like if you don't know, then it's probably a no because mm-hmm. it should really be easy to identify the yeses and the good. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling burnout, that means something is out of alignment and yeah. you may be doing something that you sh- either should stop doing or set a boundary for. Didn't you, I feel like you had a big moment like this, like, like two years ago, right? Where you totally changed your lifestyle even. Yeah. I remember you said that it was even, it was manifesting physically as well, right? Yeah, I was extremely unhealthy. I had some health issues that none of these doctors could solve. And it was extremely frustrating. And I was just also at a place in my business where I was feeling kind of imprisoned by my couple's visions and they weren't synced with the events that I wanted to do. Wanted to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I need to, I need to change something. Like this is not what I want to do. And this is not the life. So that's kind of what started the, the snowball of changing your eating, being more healthy and going into this wellness mindset has changed everything. And I'm extremely grateful that it, everything kind of unfolded. And I was given the tools along the way to keep me going to the next level. You're almost a guru at the moment, Fallon. Stop so. now. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I feel like you have this wellness thing on lock and it's really important because now everybody, like, especially with the time that we've had at, at home and the time that we've had to reflect on a lot of things, it's yeah. really important that you realize that you need to prioritize you as well. Prioritize. hundred percent. And like, you are only as strong as your in- internal as well. Like a lot of us, I think because we've now had this time to sit with it, like we're realizing that in a lot of places we are, we aren't in like optimal at, at our I- ideal balance or ideal half, yeah. you know? So I think it's, it's, it's great what you're saying. And I know that somebody's going to be blessed. By- <laughs> I think one of the things that also was hard for me in the past was feeling guilty for having good things. And mm-hmm. I think finding just really, I, I went on a whole journey of like, I went to a therapist. I had to fall in love with myself. I really had to get there. And I think once you really become confident with your worth and and really in love with yourself, that's when the shift happens because you know, I'm not going to put up with this anymore because I deserve better. I'm not going to eat that anymore because I want to feel better. So your habits and rituals will change just off top because you're like, I don't want to talk to this person anymore because every time I call them, they talking about their mama then died and this and that and this life. It's like, yeah. they're always bad news. So you will eventually just shift, but you have to know that you're worth it and that you are fabulous in every way and you only need fabulous things. Thank you, Fallon. Thank you for blessing us <laughs> with that day, honestly. Um, we're almost done. So I wanted to shift gears a little to like what your advice is for the the newbies, like the baby planners, <laughs> not baby planners. Hey, baby planners. but like someone that's coming into the market new, especially for someone that like you, that's a veteran now, like what, what is your advice for someone that's coming into this new market or somebody that's realizing at this exact moment that this is what they want to do? What is your advice? First advice is always, why do you want to do this? What's your purpose and what value add are you bringing to potential couples? And I know everyone's like, find your niche. And it's like, yeah, but it's also find out why you really want to do this. And is it people focused or is it money focused? Cause that's mm-hmm. going to change your experience. And I like what, that. what kind of person do you want to gravitate with to, and what kind of celebrations do you want to host? I think just being really clear about that values, what do you value in the world? Like, and what, 
what's important to you and what aren't you willing to be flexible about. Other than that, it's having a strong foundation and good systems in place. And that's just, that's business advice, not necessarily wellness advice, no, but no, it's, that's okay. <laughs> um, it's like, what, how do you want to run this business? What kind of systems are you going to have? How are you charging? All of those things that will come into play. But I think it's really important to identify how do you want to run your business first off and what kind of foundation are you putting in place to make that happen? Thank you for that. Honestly, and, and, you know, it's not wellness, but it's really important too, because a lot of people come into this, into the various industries, not knowing really what they're doing. And, you know, everybody's going off. I mean, which is great. Like we, we already discussed, like sometimes, you know, your gut has so much power in terms of where it's leading you. But then at the same time, like, like I was going to say it in my language, but like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm <laughs> this thing, but like, it's always like when you're crying, you should still be able to see. And it's yes. really the truth. Like there should be some clarity, even in confusion. So hundred percent. Like, that's why it's really important. I think, especially with what you said, like, you know, in figuring out the business processes and like, you know, figuring out what your, what your angle is also what your pricing is, because you don't want to be that person that's switching it up. Like, like there's mm-hmm. undercharging severely <laughs> and kind of afford the lifestyle of like the work that you're doing as well. I think that also comes into self-worth, especially mm-hmm. as women business owners, we always price ourselves based on where we're at Mm -hmm. or we're trying to identify other people's pockets. And it's like, why are you trying to spend their money? You don't know what they have and you don't know what they don't have. So stay true to yourself. And also identify, I'll leave with this, but the budgets that you want to work with, because some, if you want to aim for luxury and you want to aim for high, are you able to meet them where they are with your service? And if not, then stay in a market where you can actually thrive and then you can get there. And sometimes people aim like, I only want to work with million dollar weddings. And it's Mm -hmm. like, but do you have the systems in place to manage a client that has a million dollars right now? Thank you, Fallon, for that. Thank you so, so much. Now shift base from the baby planners to the couples. What is your advice for a couple right now? Who's planning a wedding? I mean, you already kind of hinted. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, stay true to you. Um, And I think we're seeing that on Instagram. It's like, identify what's extremely important to you for this day. And what is the memory that you want to make? What is the purpose of this event? Is it, you need to get married this year because of legal reasons, because of tax reasons, or you have an, an, an unhealthy parent that you want to see, have this celebration happen. Then let's talk about how we can make that moment happen now. Mm. But if you're like, I need, I need the beach. I need 200 people. I need this. Then that's when you have the conversation about let's postpone, let's hold dates, let's let's talk about future options. That's top of mind as far as a thing that we've been saying. And also 60 days. Make the call 60 days before the date that you have now. Smart. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you, eventually you have to make the call. And the CDC is constantly changing wording and, and every state is different because you have to communicate to your guests, be overly communicative to them and figure out the best way to communicate to them, whether you're sending them correspondence that's really cute and funny wording, or if you're sending it out email. But I think figure out at 60 days, make the call. And that's okay. it. <laughs> yeah, 60 days is good too. Reach out to your vendors ASAP. Well, I mean, that's thankfully you have a planner and so you can handle that. Yeah, I was like, I hope you have me, but um, <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> reach because... out to your planners, make sure they make sure they're healthy first and mm-hmm. then talk about make sure all of them are available for your date. Talk about safety regulations that they're all taking moving forward and get everything in writing. 
there should be no word as you as a lawyer, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're screaming to the mountaintops yeah. this, but all of your postponements and reschedules and edits and cancellations, everything should be in writing and there should be signatures like hands down. Yes. Uh. <laughs> know whether or not something is non-refundable, what the yes. is, but let's not even go into that. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, exactly. You've listened right out of the mouth of Fallon. You know exactly what it is. Okay. So thank you so much, Fallon. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Fire. So I normally ask a couple questions after, which I call my rapid fire responses. So just tell me the first thing that comes into your head. <gasps> what is the favorite, your most favorite trip that you've ever taken? <laughs> And then you're quiet. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, because there's so many for different reasons. Best travel experience, Istanbul, Turkish bath in Turkey. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So that obviously, that does it get better than that? Well, you don't really watch TV, so I'm going to skip the guilty pleasure TV show. The uh, Masterclass. I do watch those. I okay. purchased the subscription. Yeah. So are they worth it? I've, I've always been curious. I see 100%, that. hundred percent. They're so okay. good. RuPaul oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. on self, like on, th- on authenticity and self-expression. I saw it in a Facebook ad. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. I actually was going to take the Anna Winter one because I was just curious to see, like, especially because she was talking about publishing. And um, oh, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I was going to do that. So it's really interesting that um, you mentioned that. So that's good to know. I'm glad I asked. Yes. Um, what are your three well Fallons? So there is an apocalypse. Before when we were going to do this interview, I had what are your three goals you want to accomplish in 2020? So now. I'm asking that in light of this new things, what is your one goal for 2020? Oh my God. Is there anything that you have in your mind that you like, you want to accomplish anything that you can share with us? Obviously. I really want to move out of the country. Oh, I like that. Okay. Well, the borders will open soon enough. <laughs> right. I was like, the, that's all I'm working on now is to figure out how I can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I like that. Your most favorite thing in your closet right now. <laughs> Aren't you doing a closet cleanup? Uh, yeah, I have yeah. a, um, my favorite thing, I do have a sequence jumpsuit. Ooh, yum. Okay, see, that. <laughs> if you were not in this industry, what would you be doing? I would be a professional dancer. Oh, I love that. I see that. Okay, <laughs> Fallon, <see that. laughs> okay, let everybody know where they can find you. My Instagram is easy and you can slide in my DMs all day. And if you want to talk about planning or if you even want to just talk about growing your business, I offer 45 minutes calls to any and everybody just because I like to help like no questions asked so you can slide in my dms fallon carter events and my email is fallon at fallon carter events.com but or my website fallon carter events.com but just slide in my dm yeah (laughs) okay so fallon close us out here i normally end it the same way fill in the blank i am living my perfect life when i'm at peace Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Fallon. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. (laughs) Talk soon. No problem. Bye, darling. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Perfect Podcast. For more real-life inspiration, visit our website at perfect.com.